It's a football podcast with Safed Dean. I don't know if you could really compare Ben Roethlisberger's shoulder to Baker Mayfield's shoulder at this point. It probably one of them is going to fall off at some point, right? Tyler Dragon. If the if the Chiefs lose, I am not coming on this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to be sick. And Josina Anderson. The Chiefs don't got a hangover. You're the one with the Chiefs hangover. Each week, our USA Today Sports Plus Insiders talk X's, analyze O's, and bring you behind the scenes. Exclusive, entertaining, insightful. Because they know football. But what's it called? It's a football podcast. It's week eight of the NFL season, and man, this season is flying by. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are 7-0. The Tennessee Titans may be a Super Bowl contender. The Cincinnati Bengals are a new team to watch in the AFC. And the Kansas City Chiefs might be in trouble. Safed and Tyler, right? Welcome to It's a Football Podcast Week 8. And guys, let's get right into it to a story that I wrote about over the weekend um, from covering the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. And uh, Tom Brady caught his six. Uh, excuse me, Tom Brady threw his 600th touchdown pass of his career. He's the only player in NFL history to have 600 touchdown passes. And Mike Evans gave the football to a fan in the stands um, immediately after scoring the touchdown. So there were some negotiations that happened in the last couple days. And Darren Ravel, you know, esteemed uh, uh, marketing reporter, said that the football may have been worth $500,000 if the guy kept it or was able to sell it in an auction. But so far, the fan has gotten two signed jerseys and a helmet from Tom Brady, a signed Mike Evans jersey and his game cleats, a $1,000 gift card to the team store, and season passes for the rest of the season and next season. And Tom Brady also added during the Monday Night Football game with Peyton Manning and Eli Manning that he was going to throw a little Bitcoin into the mix. So a Bitcoin at sixty-two grand right now at the moment. Guys, Tyler Josina, did this fan, Byron Kennedy, a Bucks fan living in Tampa, St. Pete area, did he get his money's worth in return for giving Tom Brady his ball back? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's not going to get his wife a new pair of Christian Louboutins, but, you know, that he he did the right thing. So, you know, there's so much going on in this country and our society. Let's let's not let's not bash someone that uh, actually tries to do the right thing. Now, the question is. You know, what can Tom Brady do or the Bucks do for this guy other than, you know, maybe some paraphernalia that um, just helps to acknowledge it. I don't believe that you should do favor for favor, you know, do something good to get something back, you know. But uh, on the other side, you know, it's not him talking, it's me talking. I, I think it would be nice if, uh, you know, maybe additional things were, you know, done for this dude who did do that, knowing what he could have gotten in, ex- uh, in exchange for that had he not given it back. Josina, you said one thing. You said the right thing. What do you mean by the right thing? Well, just because, I mean, obviously it being a a memento to Tom, you know, um, and, you know, it's still something that is precious to him. I mean, it's not as if the ball, you know, was this fan's property. You know, he, he, you know, came into possession of it. However, he came into possession of it. But, you know, I just think it's if something was of value to me and somehow it got into somebody else's hands, I think it, I would appreciate that it w- was returned to me at the same time. Um, you know, I think that knowing especially the stuff that Darren Rovell is putting out there with the associated value of what it is that he returned, it might be also a good thing for that person to recognize, especially if they're a person of means or organization of means, you know, to do something that uh, makes the guy forget a little. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, what do you the, think, man? The the guy did the right thing. I have to give him uh, his props for uh, delivering the football back. However, the, the Bucks they gave him a big haul. However, the thousand dollars to the gift card, the gift card to the team shop. I, I want thousand dollars in cash money. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to go to the gift shop and buy more helmets, buy more jerseys. He already has Tom Brady jerseys signed. He has a helmet, uh, season tickets. I don't want any more bucks things. <laughs> I want some. So you cash want a little money. cash money? Yeah, I want. I want a check so I can go buy uh, my wife something like Josita said or buy something that I, I want for myself, not pick out some Mike Evans jerseys 
or <laughs> some other jerseys. Uh, I want some cash money. So, but yeah. I do. It, it is a feel-good story. He got the football back to Tom Brady. This is a monumental item for Tom Brady. Six hundred touchdown football. So, props to him. And you know, I do have to give the Bucks some credit for deli- I mean, you know, giving the fans something. They didn't have to do anything, and the fans didn't have to do anything. He could have. He could have took the ball. Ran home and nobody would have heard anything. But everybody did the right thing. However, I, if it were me, I would ask for some cash money. It was funny. As soon as I got down to the stands to go talk to these guys, this friend Riley is like, "All right, so how much are you going to pay to talk to him?" And this was immediately after he gave the football up. And I told Riley, Riley immediately, I was like, "Listen, man, the boat has sailed for you to negotiate anything once you gave up that football." Tom Brady kind of alluded to that on the Monday Night Football broadcast with Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, saying that, you know, Byron lost all of his leverage by giving the football back. He could have juiced it up to a couple more signed helmets, a couple more jerseys. But Tyler, like you said, you know, there's nothing really that you could compensate for this. It's hard to put a real value on this, even though it may have come back with a value of 500000 in the meantime. I mean, who's really going to pay 500000 for a football? Um, you know, some of the footballs that I've seen sell as memorabilia, you know, there's a giant Johnny Unitas ball that sold, sold for about 60 K. There was a Tom Brady deflate gate football that sold about 40 K. So for 500 to evaluate that football, that's a little bit too much. One, who's going to spend that on top of that to pay for that kind of football. And then three, you guys mentioned the right thing. What is Byron Kennedy supposed to do? Just hold this football hostage and not give it back to Tom Brady. All those other fans in the stands around yes, him, they kind of were. Yeah, of course. Some people would have done that, yeah. But also, we have to give this guy credit. Well, you know, he didn't put up such of a big fight. Um, he didn't look like the bad guy in this situation. But he does look like the guy who maybe got a little bit less in return than what he gave back in return. But at the same time, too, he got a picture with the football. He has his memory for a lifetime. He's got season tickets for a couple years. And a Bitcoin, a Bitcoin that could get a little bit more money than, than, than that football might have been worth at the end of the day, Tyler. What would you two have done? I, now, I pr- personally, I probably wouldn't eBay. have asked for anything. I'm going to give Tom Brady his football back. EBay. Now, if the Bucks wanted to give me something, <laughs> I would tell them, well, you know, I'm not really a Bucks fan. So all the signed jerseys, that's nice and all. Just give me money. <laughs> just give me the $500,000. So G- Jos- Josina says eBay. eBay, huh? You're going to eBay it, Josina? Mm. Josina has no shame. She said eBay and then play with her hair. She got no shame. Josina said, I'm trying to get some Christian Louboutin shoes. I don't need this football. I will, uh, Tom Brady's okay. I think he's fine. Or or uh, I just, you know, remember that movie, Negotiator with Samuel Jackson? Garner press, garner press around it, make it a big show, do a couple of get a couple of interviews out of it, leverage the press, then maybe, you know, be like Marshawn, spin that into a sponsorship. See, that's how, you know, that's how you got that's the American way. You gotta think of it. Wow. <laughs> you see, this guy could still do that too. This guy could turn his into an NFT. He could, you know, turn into Turn into learn something where NFTs. you could benefit. Yeah, I, I just seen this commercial on my Instagram about these kids that are killing it on NFTs. I, I really need to sit down, you know, and 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 learn this. Anybody out there that wants to DM me and be my personal, uh, um, you know, financial NFT, advisor, yes, and, and teach me how to, <laughs> you know, make money outside the revenues I'm doing. I'm always open to that if you're legit. So just hit me up. <laughs> so, Safa, what are you going to do with the football if you had it? If you were in that situation, what would you have? Man, I keep it. I think it's pretty cool keepsake. I mean, nobody else could say they had Tom Brady 600 football. Tom Brady couldn't set it if I'm keeping it. Um, but I think, for, you know, for the fan, you, you know, you have a couple of helmets, you have a couple of signed jerseys, you have a story you could tell people for the rest of your life. And I think that's probably a cool, you know, tidbit of it. Money would have been nice, sure. I don't know if it would get anywhere near 500K. I don't know what I would spend with the money either. You know, Tyler, you want to buy something for somebody else? Josina wants to buy no, shoes for herself. I'd put up a down payment on something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's hard to determine the value of this, but I think this kid, you know, he gave the football back. He has a story you can tell for a lifetime. And I think at the end of the day, um, you know, and Tom Brady has his football too. Let's get into the the game of the week last week. The Bengals over the Ravens, a a huge beatdown, Tyler. 41 to 17, the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow and Cincinnati went into Baltimore, took care of Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Uh, Tyler, uh, you you wrote about it after the game, a huge statement win for Cincinnati. And all your years that you covered the Bengals, they didn't ball out like they did last week, Tyler. I think it's a good thing we got you on our team. 
I think the Bengals are really happy that you're on our team and not covering them full time anymore, man. Yeah, the Bengals only won six games in my entire tenure in Cincinnati, <laughs> and they already have won five in this uh, entering week eight. But they really impressed me in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson was five and zero going into that game uh, versus the Bengals. Um, the Bengals in Zach Taylor's era had not beaten the Baltimore Ravens, and they went in and really dominated the entire game from start to finish. Baltimore only had one lead, and when they had the lead in the third quarter, the Bengals rattled off 28 unanswered points. They were really the more dominant team in that game. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, I mean, what can I tell you? Their connection is on an all-time level. Uh, This rookie he uh, has the most receiving yards after seven games in NFL history. So the Bengals, they're riding high. They are first place in the AFC North. And if the playoffs started today, they'll be first place in the AFC. I can't believe I'm saying this about a Cincinnati Bengals team. And even Josina is wearing a Bengals shirt. Look, I mean, look at her. She's wearing Bengals stripes. So even Josina's on the bandwagon. She switched from the her lo- beloved Cleveland Browns, went mm-hmm. down to Southern Ohio. Now she's with the Bengals. I, I, Josina, I can't keep You know, up, the last time I wore it's, this, it's uh, Tredavious White got on me about it, too, when I was interviewing him, talking about, well, how could I wear a Bengals sweater while I'm interviewing a Bills player? <laughs> but, you know, I just looked in my closet, and I realized it was getting close to the time. And I, this is not anything that I had to, uh, you know, quickly iron or whatever. You know, sometimes it bees like that mm-hmm. when you're when you're busy. I'm not just a, a guy that can just put a brush and brush my hair forward and throw some talcum powder underneath my armpits and, and jump on and go outside like y'all, the two of y'all. So. Oh, no, it takes a little bit more work. Oh, than it, that. Do, I, I, it doesn't look like it. I mean, these waves take some. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> like, Listen, I, I, I cannot speak because look at me right now. But, you know, sometimes it just is what it is. I just got too much going on. OK, I'm tired. So, Sita, you such a great sport with your sweater so Josina's sweater is completely orange it's black you know orange with black stripes she just she looks like Tony the Tiger out here that is true Um, you could get on me (laughs) and I'm always prepared for that when I wear this sweater yo but you know whatever I got one that snakes wearing Bengals warm-up gear Actually, this is this. It should look like this for them. You know, this would actually it should, be, look, like it should look like this. Josita <laughs> has the new Bengals uniform. We got to put that I, out I there. Can, I can guarantee that the, the material is a little bit more than maybe. Well, you know, they actually the NFL team they got a little bit more money than me, but whatever. <laughs> Josina, just uh, your thoughts on the Bengals Ravens game and Cincinnati staking their claim as one of the teams in the AFC this week. Listen, it's, it's finally, um, you know, starting to come around. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Taylor no longer is there. And um, second, I mean, Tyler, sorry to mean to say that. Mm-hmm. And then se- <laughs> and second, I mean, you can say Taylor, you know, it was is because I was thinking about the head coach, too. And um, mm-hmm. and the fact that he said, um, you know, that people are starting to, you know, respect us and we're starting to come around. There was some quote to that effect that he said after the game, um, I think is is good, you know, because there were some questions about, you know, how much one he deserved the job, even when he got the job at the time relative to the candidates that were out there and just people who have made some comments about the Sean McVay tree and the opportunities that they have gotten ahead of some other people who have been waiting their turn. And then thirdly, um, just from the standpoint of, um, you know, how long it was taking last year for them to kind of get over the skis. But the caveat to that was Joe Burrow's injury. So now that you have a healthy Joe Burrow and you have your weapons on the field at the same time, you've added Jamar Chase and you've added a huge piece, you know, on defense as well. It's it's starting it's starting to come together and and, and good for Zach. Um you know that it is because I think if it weren't this year, he would there would definitely be heat under his seat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just seeing a lot to that point, and, and Tyler, uh, you know, you and I were here in Miami for the uh, Bengals Dolphins game in 2019 season, right? So this was before the Bengals got Joe Burrow in the first pick. This is before the Dolphins got Tua with the fifth pick. It was like the toilet bowl game of the season, right? Like second to last week of the year. Um, and I go that back game and decided who was going to get the number one overall pick. Yeah, right. So look, look, and as a Dolphin writer at the time, we were all kind of railing in the Dolphins because your whole thing was to tank for Tua. You didn't tank. You you ended up winning that game. You ended up winning five, you know, five games to win that season. The Bengals are in position for the number one pick. You get Joe Burrow. And then I look at what the uh, Bengals did in the draft where a lot of people were saying they should get some protection for Joe Burrow, draft Pene Sewell. 
And there was so much talk that made so much sense about Jamar Chase. Like, why wouldn't you get Joe Burrow, his favorite receiver to throw to that, you know, he had at LSU. And sure enough, in the first, you know, six, seven games of this season, uh, Jamar Chase is one of the best rookie receivers in NFL history, right? Uh, Joe Burrow is connecting, you know, they didn't, um, haven't missed a beat since LSU. The Bengals are the number one seed in the AFC and the Dolphins are what second to last in, in the whole entire conference. Um, and the Chargers are, you know, fourth, fifth, uh, I believe, in, in, in the AFC, too. So I look at those three teams, Dolphins, the Chargers, the Bengals, all rebuilding at the same time. And I look at how far the Bengals and Chargers have come, um, you know, and how far the Dolphins are from everybody, too. So, you know, kudos to Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, um, Tyler, you for leaving Cincinnati so those guys could prosper without you. Um, but, you know, I, I still think Cincinnati has to answer to the Titans. I still think. They're going to have to see the Ravens again later this season, and Baltimore is going to remember that game. Um, and, you know, we still don't know if the Kansas City Chiefs are going to sneak into that, but that's not this part of the conversation. Really quickly, really quickly, uh, people are talking about this on Twitter right now. Uh, apparently, Mike Tomlin has swiftly rejected any speculation of him wanting the job at USC. And the quote was, uh, this is via Aditi of NFL Network, Hey guys, I don't have time for that speculation. That's a joke to me. I got one of the best jobs in all of the professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? Then after that, he said, they say never say never, but never. But the video apparently is even more demonstrative than the actual text of it. So that's floating around right now. <laughs> yeah, I never even got that speculation. I don't think Mike Thompson, <laughs> that's a downgrade. And not to uh, you know put anything on USC, but to leave the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, that's a marquee NFL franchise, a blue blood franchise to go to USC. Yes, we all know they're one of the best uh, names in college football, but head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the NFL. Now, who they should go after is Anthony Lynn. I did hear those rumors swirling around out there. I think Anthony Lynn would be a great coach for USC. Nine, ten. Well, I'm just right here counting all the years that Mike Tomlin has been in Pittsburgh. Forever. The only reason you leave an NFL job for a college job is for more coaching stability, is for job security, because college teams, unless you're, you, if you're a big name college head coach, you're keeping your job, unless you get completely ran out of town, right? And college coaches have the most, more turnover than even NFL coaches sometimes, with NFL windows three, four years. Mike Tomlin's been a coach. With the with the uh, with the Steelers for the past 14, 15 seasons, he's got the ultimate job security at the moment. Well, Lynn is not and leaving Detroit for USC. At least you don't think so. At least Justina as of just, October first. Josita, oh. just put I'm that just, text through I'm Tyler. Just, I'm, no, I'm just going. Good. I'm just going back through my texts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but so, yeah, the, uh, offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, who have not won a game yet, probably the worst team in football. I did say as of October first. She yeah. put that caveat in there. She yeah. put that caveat in there, Tyler. I think a couple slide. more losses since then, he might change. Well, the thing I would the, here, here's here's an interesting point, and let's actually make you know turn this around a little bit. I think here's an interesting point: is that the even though the Lions are what's the record right now? The exact record. Okay. So even though they have not won a game, they've still remained competitive and they've still been playing very, very strong. And I'll just put this out there because I'm not saying that this will happen, but this is one of the conversations I was having before we started the podcast is uh, the guess who um, the Eagles play next. Let me guess the Detroit Lions. So let's just spin this forward. So what happens if the knowing the type of town that the Eagles are, what would happen if the Eagles lost to Detroit? Detroit would be one and seven. They're still terrible. No, 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 Tyler, you're not following. You're not you, you're following. Not, thank you, Safa. Can you help? Can you following. help explain Go, to him? Go, please help me. Thank please you. help me. I will help you out, Tyler. The Eagles will be trading for Deshaun Watson. No, what I'm what, yeah. So what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that that. That that for sure. What, what I'm saying is the pressure would go up 48 hours short of the trade deadline mm-hmm. to do something. This is why I personally feel like the Houston Texans should not wait to should not do anything before Sunday. Just wait because you have the assets you were previously making for your six assets. You know your three first round picks and any other combination of personnel or draft picks to you know make it six. If you had reached that threshold, you would have already done the trade. So clearly you haven't met that threshold, right? And if you wait till Sunday, potentially, I'm just playing this out. This is just, if I were Nick Casario, I think your leverage goes up 
And then after, you know, there're going to be some losses, there may be some additional um you know, injuries. And then if you're Nick Casario, all them people that were, you know, playing it off, taking their time, getting their Starbucks, eating their cornbread, not trying to return calls, taking their time, all this other stuff, you just going to recline back in your chair and be like, oh, now just like, what's his name, Mike Jones? Now y'all love me and back, what it was, mm-hmm. now you back on that me. Now y'all calling me. That, that's that's what I would do. You see that that's how I would handle Nick is here. That's how I handle men in general. But that's how right. I would do it. I would just lay back. I just lay back. Josie, I'll add a tweet like you did with some breaking news. Uh, NFL owners are meeting in New, New York, I believe, for some league meetings um, all together for the first time since 2019. Dolphins owner Stephen Ross was uh, approached by some reporters and he laughed them off. And uh, quote said, "I know what it's about, and I'm not dealing with it." Um, obviously, to the uh, Deshaun Watson rumors, I'm pretty sure reporters would have loved to approach him about there. Um, Tyler and Josina, Deshaun Watson is you know is a good segue for us in the in the podcast here. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest name with NFL trade deadline coming up on November second. Um, so one more one more slate of games on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. And then possibly some trade news happening here. Uh, you know, there's some expectations around the league that have heightened in recent weeks that Deshaun Watson could be on the move. We know Miami is obviously interested. And also because of the fact that Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause, uh, the Dolphins are always mentioned in the mix. Uh, the Carolina Panthers became a new team to was also in the mix, you know, before the season, they got mentioned again. Oh, and then they benched Sam Donald and went to PJ Walker and he's had seven interceptions since they first were three and oh. You mean that you mean that team? Oh that team. Oh. That that team, that team, Josina, that oh, team saying. that tried to get a quarterback mm. and uh, you know, try to try to go ahead with Sam Donald, but he may not be the one. And then you mentioned the Philadelphia Eagles who were also in the mix you know, the beginning who play of the, the Detroit well. Lions, and if they end up losing to the Detroit Lions because Dan the man who said something about eating your kneecaps or whatever, and they come in there and play passionate, <laughs> and next thing you know, they le- they lose. And if, if it's, listen, if it's anybody that knows about the Philadelphia fan base, it's me, okay? Because, you know, I was all up in their hornet's nest for a good two years. Now that hornet's nest has now turned into a honeypot because they have now come to see the light of all the things that I was saying. And so now they don't, now, now they, they want to come for me before, now they definitely don't want to come for me. Um, Tyler, Tyler, you see Josita out here pulling up receipts? Right, she pulling up receipts. I, I mean, I tried, I tried the same thing happened with the Giants. You started talking about Eli and certain things like that, and then it just came around. Nobody wanted to hear Lil Wayne and OBJ then, but certain things just came back around. But anyways, my point is, is that if anybody knows about the Eagles fan base, it's definitely me. And I'm just saying, if these, if these guys, for God forbid, you know, that happens, and it's a team that just, I mean, just look at how the storyline is just, you know, and I'm not saying it's, it's going to happen. What I'm saying is, if they lose, what I'm saying is, it, the temperature is going to raise for sure in that city. And by the way, I don't think that's the only city that should be, you know, talking, you know, about Deshaun from a football standpoint. Let me qualify from a football standpoint. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's very much, it's very much, you know, Deshaun Watson is is such a huge enigma right now. Um, as one of the NFL's biggest stories, Tyler, because of the fact that he's got 22 lawsuits, civil lawsuits, alleging sexual misconduct, got another 10 cases that are being, you know, investigated as well. And, um, you know, while he's not on the commissioner's list, um, you know, prevented, prohibited to play, you know, he also told the Texans he's not going to play another game for them too. So the NFL hasn't really had to address that part of it. And um, it's be interesting to see if a team makes a trade. I could see why teams want to make a trade right now is because Deshaun Watson's value is probably going to be relatively the lowest it will be until he does clear all of this um, off the field matters. And before, you know, the draft next year, this is probably the, the time when the price might be the lowest. But could you give up three first round picks? Could you give up three second or third round picks for a guy whose status you don't know, Tyler? Would, would you even think about putting even if three first round picks is the minimum? that somebody would accept. Do you even take it right now? Yeah, that's a big call because, as you said, it is a fluid situation. You don't know how his legal situation is going to play out with over 20 uh, lawsuits. But if I were to think of teams, now we all know the Miami Dolphins. We've said the Carolina Panthers, Josina and the uh, Eagles. That's a really good uh, situation, too. But I also have to mention two other teams, the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke is not the answer. Ryan Fitzpatrick 
he's not good either. Yeah, and also, Deshaun now, Watson th- with Washington this, is not a great idea either. I, I think he might be good in Washington, but this is a, another good scenario. This might surprise you too. Now, we all know his off-field situation. So maybe they put him on the commissioner's exempt list and he doesn't play this year. And then maybe he plays next year. So a team that he can go there, be on the commissioner's exempt list while all that legal stuff gets you know handled, he can go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben, he's old, not playing well. A quarterback that might retire at the end of the season. Deshaun Watson could go to Pittsburgh, hold a clipboard, or be at home, build a house in Pittsburgh, and then, you know, kind of revitalize his career. And then next year, 2022, hop on the field, take over for Big Ben. They can trade to Texans. I mean, Mason Rudolph, that's not a huge name, but that's a quarterback that can maybe, you know, a stopgap quarterback. Tyler, I'll stop you right there. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Dwayne Dwayne Haskins, and then have a first-round pick or two first-round picks. Yeah, I'm going to stop And trade him another, a second-round pick or a third-round pick. I mean, it's not, that's not great value for Deshaun Watson, but you're not going to get great value. I mean, Honestly, he's get, damaged goods right now, nah, and you, you don't know what you're going to get for him. You're so gonna you're going to trade him a, a backup or a quarterback who has starting experience, a first-round pick, a couple first-round picks, a later-round pick, going Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin could be will handle that situation, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, a great organization, they know how to you know mold quarterbacks and handle you know controversy. I think that would be a good situation for him. So I, I'll ask you y'all's opinion really quickly. Um, let me go uh, of these teams here. Um, so uh, I'll just, outside of Miami, should the Steelers consider Deshaun Watson? Yes. I, I, I said that before. I even laid out a scenario, uh, the trade package. It's not a great trade package, I will say that, but given Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins, along with a package of picks, a first rounder for sure, at least one, and then another high draft pick as well, and maybe an additional draft pick. Yeah, I don't know um, if the Texans would be interested in either one of those uh, options, mm-hmm. as you said. I'm, saying, but it's a I'm not saying that they shouldn't be. I'm just yeah. saying I don't know if they would be. Let's clarify. Yeah. Um, and then Denver? Yes. Uh, I don't know if Deshaun wants to play in Denver. I don't know, you know that, that either. Uh, yeah. Philadelphia? 100%. Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons. Deshaun could play in Atlanta. Yeah, but that that's not a great situation for him. I mean, all the there, there's what? a lot of outside sorry, all things the what? you got to what, worry what's, about. What's the, all the Tyler? I'm sorry, there's we're not, a lot we're not of aware. outside factors you got to worry factors? about so, in, a, so, in Atlanta. Same with Miami. Yeah, Stafford and I, I mean, are at the library on Friday, so we don't know what you're talking about. What are those outside factors, Tyler? I'm at the oh, library well, Friday, I mean, Saturday. I'm not at the library on Friday <laughs> or, or or Saturday. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Carolina, should they be interested? Yes, yes. they should. Yes, and, they should. And Deshaun Watson. You know, played at Clemson, so he's already you know yeah, known in right that region. San Francisco. Yeah, if he wants they, to win a Super Bowl. Yes, they would instantly be one of the better teams in the NFC. However, I know the 49ers do like what they have in Trey Lance. He's a little raw as a quarterback, but they like his upside. It ain't about liking Trey Lance. It's about liking Deshaun Watson. I'm just saying what the team sources have told me, Joe Cena. We don't need sources to let us know that they like trailing. That darn it, they drafted the darn man. We know that already. The question is, how long are you waiting for Trey to develop versus how long are you waiting for Deshaun Watts' situation to be cleared up? That's yeah. And it's the not thing. just Trey, it's not just Trey Lance, Josina. It's Tua Tonga Vailoa, Sam Darnold, it's Jalen Hurts, it's. Uh, Trey Lance. Who else we got to talk about that that Deshaun Watson is going to unseat from their job? Where is the best situation? Where is the best situation for Deshaun Watson? Give me one one team. Honestly, when Josina, the two teams you guys brought up, Pittsburgh and and, uh, San San Francisco, yeah. If he wants to win a Super Bowl as early as next season, those are the two best options. Um, outside of that, if he likes, you know, wants some warm weather, Miami is the best option for him. And uh, if he wants, you know, to, what you know, is the best option? The field, everything Atlanta that y'all just too. said. Too many outside distractions in Miami, too. 
they got him in Houston too, Tyler. He's not coming from nowhere. Pittsburgh. Anything else going on? Yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. You go to Pittsburgh. It's cold. Stay inside. I don't know if the Houston, well, the problem is they're so traditionally conservative, but that is the best situation because as far as for Deshaun, I don't know, you know, the Texans agree, but, um, but, but from the standpoint that Tomlin is a coach that can absorb all of whatever is the extra external that might come from, you know, him being traded. um, That's probably the, or an organization that can um, at least from a head coach standpoint could absorb that. And, yes. you know, but at the end of the day, guys, but we're I don't think Tomlin is going to, you know, but he's so the way that he talks about Ben Roethlisberger and all this other stuff, you know, big man is old. He can't throw past 20 yards anymore. From a football standpoint, probably, it's the best thing for the organization. You know, but, but guys, but, on top of that, too, Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. He gets the final saying where he wants to go. Maybe he sees a light with the teams that we just mentioned, but he's going to pick where he wants to go regardless. Tyler and I had a down week in our picks. It's not time for us to make picks for this week yet. We got to look back real quick at one that we, well, one of the many that we both got wrong. Tyler and I were two and three. I try to give him some time to, to, to take back some space in the two game lead I have in our picks for the season, but I still got a two game lead. But Tyler, you and I were really, really wrong about the Kansas City Chiefs over the Tennessee Titans. But I last try week. to tell y'all. You try to tell us. I've and been our, saying our, that. Our... I've been saying that all season. Wait, Emily. Listen. Emily, check me here. Mm-hmm. What? Every time that Tyler talks about the Chiefs, what have I said? Every time, yo. You no, you've told him every time. I have been and that consistent we could just... from the from the top, yo. Not even that. Josina, we also have our you know fantasy and gambling insider Lance Pugmire, who also gave. Tyler and I, mm-hmm. the scoop on the Titans. Mm-hmm. Producer Emily, hit that noise for us. You're going to stack the box with eight men. All of those eight men have struggled all year long, Tyler. I mean, this is the thing. You know, we know it's tough to come off a Monday night win, especially an emotional one like that. But I think the Titans really did find themselves Monday night. I think that, you know, you can make the case, and I'm sure they're making the, the argument in that locker room that we're the best team in the AFC. And now they have a, a, a great opportunity to double down on that by beating Mahomes. I mean, if you can beat uh, Allen and Mahomes back-to-back weeks, I mean, look at where we are going to consider these guys at the end of this week. So I like the Titans in this game. I think that the Chiefs have just had so many defensive problems, and Mahomes is just not himself. You know, a few too many mistakes, including that that pass that we saw last week. Lance, there's a reason Lance was not invited back this week, because he made Tyler and I look so bad. Right. <laughs> I try to t- just where where is my sound beating y'all down week to week to week to week? Why don't we have a montage of every time y'all have said that? Okay, first of all, let's just we're let's gonna just, play that when the Chiefs win. Don't even do the picks. I'm sorry. Let's just go back. Let's just go back. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna so play Josina's montage. Holmes had a QBR of six point oh yards per attempt was a whopping five point eight nine. Passer rating 62.3. He is he now has nine interceptions after having a previous career high of 12 nice. over the entirety of a regular season. Defensively, a source says that they know that they cannot cover man-to-man and that they continue to try to employ these disguises that just make it even more confusing for themselves. So then they compensate by blitzing too much. They blitz 33% of the time, fifth most in the league, and only produce eight sacks tied for fewest in the NFL and that their go-to coverages mainly Tampa two and uh, what's the name zero going zero um yes um too predictable too predictable team source says uh when Spags uh first got here guys were responding to the energy in the scheme but at this point we're too predictable and it's what have you done for me lately so I just want to just Pull that out. And at this point, Patrick Mahomes, here's the thing. When things are going your way and the flow is going your way, it's easy. That's how life is. It's always easy. Flossing, you know, the money's flowing. Got the new this, got the new that. Everything is Gucci. You just feel like, oh, that's how life, that's how I was when I came out of Carolina. You know, got my first TV job within before I graduated. And I thought, oh, this is easy. I, I didn't, I wasn't even a journalism major. And then life pits and you're like oh damn you see what i'm saying then you have to show that you can rise above all of those challenges and then still get back over your skis and that is what patrick is struggling with right now 
because you you have to be able to show that you can do it on the bumpy road, not just on the smooth road. That that then is when life hits you. And if you cover all these, you know, stars and players year after year, and I've been doing it over 15 years, you always see it after the first and second, third year, then that life just whoop, just jump on you somehow. And you got to be able to, you know, come back from that. It's just like, y'all remember No Sean? I was just talking about this with uh, Morris last night. Remember No Sean Moreno? When he came out of Georgia, you remember the running back? And it was all blue chip. I remember I was covering him from the Denver Broncos. You can barely even talk to him when he first got in that locker room because he was just blue shine, you know, just untouchable. Yeah. And then them ACLs, the them ACLs hit up and everything changed. You see what I'm saying? I'm not saying he got injuries, but I'm just saying stuff always happens. You can always bet on something happening that will change it up every time. Just saying. And these are life lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, but I'm just saying. And then you look at their corners, the corners on for the Chiefs. That's that's problematic. And they try, they ain't got no pressure on the front end. It's not landing. Keep trying to disguise it, not working. You know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, it's in his head now, pressing. And and then, and, then, and, and, that's, and, that, and that's not even talking about aerial gold. And the residue from what happened before Super Bowl. That's still, that, and that's to me why I keep saying that about the Chiefs because that's not a resolve. And I'm an energy person, and I still think that that's you know that's that's just hovering. Oh, Josina's an energy person, Tyler. Yeah, jo- Josina pulled out a lot of energy. Hey, but I've been, but I've been, but that's what I'm saying. But that's what I believe in general. That's why I keep saying I don't mm. think it's gonna come back around. Wow, the you energy, know. bad energy from last year before the Super Bowl. Yep. There, there is there around. is maybe, you know, a, a little Super Bowl hangover and they were feeling themselves because they've had their way. With no, the there was AFC, no Super but... Bowl hangover. It's pre-Super Bowl hangover because they did not play well in the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, but they made the Super Bowl the last two seasons. So they were feeling themselves coming into this season thinking it's all going to be peaches and cream. And then they started off all bad. I mean, usually teams, when they go to – even when they lose in the Super Bowl, they have a slight Super Bowl hangover. Look at the San Francisco 49ers when they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. They haven't been the same type of football team since. Now, I I have picked wrong versus I'm going to pick Chiefs. the Chiefs again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't even know where that came from. I see you produce that one. I mean, yes. Okay. I picked wrong on the Chiefs four times, as y'all well know, and y'all are sure to keep my receipts. And their defense has been playing awful. They're getting run through. The Chiefs don't got a hangover. Yet. You're the one with the Chiefs hangover because you keep picking. <laughs> you keep again. picking based on before the Super Bowl. That, that's because why you keep I'm thinking look, about I'm those Chiefs, and that's not what's in front of you. Because they. Why I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. <laughs> <laughs> See. Oh y'all. my! I can't believe oh. you guys say who that. Does, oh, who do the Chiefs oh, play next? Is the Giants? They play the Giants. Yeah, so we were, uh, we were just talk. We were just talking to Logan Ryan, and obviously he said he's not falling for all that wooty wooty woot. And, and seriously, and and if if they win this weekend, it would only be because of you know exploit. I mean, the the fact that the You're um, a bad team. Yeah, well, I mean, and they were missing so many people even in that game, so that was definitely a bad look for the Panthers. But really, Tyler, this 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 may be your time to you know to go ahead and do that just simply, but because of that, however. However, the defense still came up a little bit more than what you thought as far as how the Giants' defense played. And if they carry that same energy, it could definitely still be a trap. Tyler, real quick, I want to defend you and I want to defend my picks as well because, uh, you know, I, I pick the Chiefs too. I don't get no sound bite. I appreciate that, Emily. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Josina, we're going to pull out the rest of your receipts when the Chiefs finally win a game that Tyler and I can pick correctly. Well <laughs> received. I'm around. still right from all the other times. I'm so far ahead that it don't even exactly. qualify the, the, as a the receipt. Times that, the times that you're right, we're gonna we're gonna flip them on you when mm. the Chiefs finally win. That's what. Okay. I, that's what okay. That's the producer. Can we pull up those receipts there. when the uh, Browns lost to the Chargers? Can we pull up those receipts? Nah, oh, I don't know. Please. Producer Emily doesn't have them, so I don't at, know where at, they at least went. that was. At least it was a close game. That was a close. They game. miraculously got lost somewhere. Somewhere I mean, somehow. I'm gonna pick the Chiefs again. So now it's time for the part of the It's a Football podcast where we talk about the fail predictions from our intrepid uh, fellow insiders that join me for this part of already for this part of the show. So here we go. Drum roll, please. 
The first game that we are talking about are the five and two Bengals, the five and two Tyler Bengals uh, against the one and five Jets who just acquired Joe Flacco because your boy from the Jets, uh, uh, Zach, uh, what's his last name? Taylor. Zach Wilson got the PCL injury that's keeping him out two to four weeks. Go. Stop it. Let me go on this one because Josina never misses an opportunity to call me out. I do have to pick the Bengals in this one. They are playing very good football, the best football that they've played. Way to be out on a limb, Tyler. Zach's era. Hey, you know I mean? I, I do. Oh my much. God. I do have I to picked pick the Bengals for five and two. I do have to do this. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, a, lot, a lot of people say I'm a Bengals hater, but I'm not a Bengals hater. I just call you just it crush what a lot. it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the Bengals improving to six and two, their best record since 2015. And we all know the Jets are one of the worst football teams in the NFL. And Joe Flacco is that quarterback now? Or Yeah, I was just going to. I was just going to mention that, Tyler. The Jets got Joe Flacco again, got him back in a trade because Zach Wilson's out, um, the number two pick, out with the knee sprain in the next couple of weeks. I, you know, obviously, I'm not going to pick the Jets here. Uh, we just wanted to get you some more time for, for you to uh, show some love to the Bengals since you left and for Josina to rock that sweater again. Oh, gosh. It's only the Tiger sweater out here repping the Bengals because she got no love for the Browns anymore. Oh, please. Moving on to the next game. We were just talking about the Steelers. They are three and three right on the cusp of maybe needing a major change if they were bold enough versus the Browns, who are four and three, still waiting to hear how Baker Mayfield is going to handle this shoulder. But I did tell you, let's just kind of circle back here. Mm -hmm. Your girl did say that Baker Mayfield was dealing with more than just the torn labrum. Did did, did she not say that? She did. She did say that. Yes, she did. And and what is it? Oh, a fracture on the top of his humerus. I tried to tell you like I told you. Okay, so. Uh, what'd you say? What'd He's you got say? A fracture too. He got a fracture too. Oof. So we'll see how they're gonna. But here's the thing: they got Case Keenum and Nick Mullins. I think that the Browns should consider, you know, an up another, you know, situation at quarterback and Baker Mayfield can't go. But that's just me because you got to think about 52 other players on the active roster who are also working their butts off to make the postseason. How do you guys feel about this game? Mm-hmm. So I wonder Tyler, which players you are alluding to. I, but, think uh, she's, I think there's one in particular, Tyler, <laughs> and it starts with Cam and ends with Newton. That should be the mm. quarterback that the Browns should go get. Um, mm. Tyler, I'm going to go with the Steelers in this game, man. Um, they got a quarterback. I don't know if you could really compare Ben Roethlisberger's shoulder to Baker Mayfield's shoulder at this point. It probably – one of them is going to fall off at some point, right? Whether it's Baker's left shoulder or Ben Roethlisberger's right one. But um, I'm going to take the Steelers in this one. I like the Steelers' defense. I think Justina reported Nick Chubb is going to try to come back from a calf injury this week. Um, love Nick Chubb. No, but, uh, he will be back oh, he pending. He will be back pending at any oh, setbacks. <laughs> okay, okay. See, so I'm going to I'm going to go with the Steelers this week, Tyler. I, I like the Steelers on this one. You know, I'm going back and forth on this pick because, you know, we really don't know Nick Chubb's that he wants to come back. We don't know what Baker Mayfield is going to do if he's going to come back. So I got to go with the safe pick and pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sorry. Tyler, keep it. Just because I do not know the status of what the Cleveland Browns are going to be. I don't know if Baker Mayfield is going to play and what type of Nick Chubb we're going to see if he's going to be on the Does it matter? Do you feel like they, you know, Case Keenum plays a I don't think Case Keenum gives them uh, a good enough option at quarterback. I don't think he's a – I mean, he's a serviceable quarterback, but he's a backup, and he's just not – not some a quarterback that can lift the team over the top, especially. Oh, so, so you feel like Ben Roethlisberger at this day is is more of a punch. No, but I think he's going to hand the ball off a lot mm. and throw those five yard passes. Mm. Okay, so you know. But I know you're picking the Browns. Game. I mean, you're, I'm not you know. picking any. I'm just reminding you that the Browns <laughs> entered that last game as the number one rushing offense and had no drop off in their rushing game, which is still there, and that helps out any quarterback, whether your your last name rhymes with Schmatzberger or Meenum. It don't matter. This is true. This is true. <laughs> but I think I that the Steelers that have TJ Watt, and he's the best player on the field. That is true. And I think that's going to make a huge difference for that football team. Well, there's a guy named Miles Garrett, too. Yeah, he, and who might have something to say about two, that. Yes. They're, those mm-hmm. are the two best players in the field. I'll say that. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next game is the three and four Patriots, Mac Jones, against the four and two Chargers, who, you know, Justin Herbert's trying to come back from uh, you know, the loss against the Ravens. It didn't really show up in that game that Tyler said that he was gonna be, you know, the master extraordinaire. So who is going to win this game, guys? Mm, second shot. That's the yeah. second shot. I, I think you've lost count on all this. I, we always lose count on how many shots you get in the, in the course of a podcast, mm-hmm. Tyler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patriots, Chargers. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you right now, Justin Herbert is going to struggle a little bit. Um, Bill Belichick defense. Um, you know, I'd love to see, especially coming after a bye week with the Ravens game and how they lost to Baltimore in Baltimore, you know, two weeks ago. I want to see how the Chargers respond. I think Herbert obviously has a lot more talent than Mac Jones. Um, and the Patriots just put up a 50 spot on the Jets, but that's the Jets. It's not the Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers, but it's going to be close. I got a four-point win for the Chargers over the Patriots, Tyler. I wanted you to pick the Patriots. Uh, Justin Herbert's worst game as a rookie came last year against the Patriots. I think it's the worst game of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, as you said, the Chargers are coming off a of bye week, uh, and they needed that bye week with the way they got beat down in Baltimore by the Ravens. So I think – Bye week's going to serve them well. They're going to uh, be at home at SoFi Stadium and beat the New England Patriots. Justin Herbert's going to have a rebound game, and the Los Angeles Chargers are going to win by 10. Tyler, you know what What, what was Justin Herbert's uh, second worst game? Probably against the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> All, right, the third. All right, the third? The third? You want to go the third? Uh, two in the Dolphins. It was against two in the Dolphins. Two was one and zero against Justin Herbert. I just got to put that out there. Go ahead, Josie. Let's uh-huh. let's continue with the picks. So we're moving on to our next one. The Giants two and five. The Chiefs, which are three and four. Tyler, let's just start immediately with you. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, from this week. From this week. Yes, yes, yes. Let's not be recycling sound oh, from how you know. Uh, should we even ask? Should we even I, ask? I, I want to pick the Giants so bad in this what? game just to prove you guys what? wrong. But I'm not. Go ahead. I'm going to pick I'm the pick, Chiefs again. I'm, <laughs> let, me, uh, let me say it differently. Uh, I'm going with Kansas City this week because the Giants are not a good football team. Mm. <laughs> you know, Producer Daniel Emily, Jones do not save the tape, pass. please. Rushed Do not in that game, tape. passed in that game. I got the Chiefs. They're three and four. Do not let me down. I'm looking straight at Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, <laughs> Tyreek Hill. Do not let me down. You've let me down four times. One, two, three, four. Stop. Enough. <laughs> I'm tired of these straight bullets coming on this podcast. Please beat the the Giants, Monday Night Football, national so television. Do not embarrass me in front of a national audience. We might have to go live ASAP on our new, you know, uh, thing behind me and put both of y'all in this here. Emily, just take it live. Emily, just press the button. You already know what team I'm picking. Just press the button again for me. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> so I guess we understand. So, all right, so do we know who your pick is for sure? Safik? So I was picking the Giants. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. So who are you for sure picking? Something? Is that your Tyler voice? Is that I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. I, you're picking the Chiefs? I'm going with Kansas City. I'm going with oh. Kansas City. I'm going to pick oh, the Chiefs again. Oh, that's what you meant. Okay, I didn't understand that that's what you were doing. Okay, so you are picking the Chiefs. Okay. Well, I look forward to, you know, talking to you guys after Sunday on if this. The, if the Chiefs lose, I am not coming on this podcast. I, I'll just be like, I'm yo. I'm be sick. If the Chiefs lose, now y'all owe me two dinners. I've now raised the Chiefs. If the the Chiefs lose, I'm going on the COVID list. Yes, if the Chiefs lose, both of y'all owe me. Both of y'all owe me two dinners. I'm going on the COVID list. You ain't gonna get up to eat, Josina. Let's go now. This now this is the game on Thursday. This is the game. Unfortunately, though, speaking of COVID, COVID is really starting Mm -hmm. to hurt this Packers team. Uh, Devontae Adams is placed on the COVID list. One of their coaches, who is it? The, one of the coaches on the COVID list, whatever. I don't know the old list, but COVID is in the building. All right, so it's the 6-1 and one Packers against the 7-0 and o Arizona Cardinals. Um, who do you guys have in this game? Tyler, you know I always love rocking with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, but no Devontae Adams is a no-go for me. Cardinals go to 8-0, and o, playing at home. 
Stop it. You're looking at my picks because you don't want me to catch you. Listen, you had a chance to pick the uh, to, to pick the Browns over the Steelers. You had a chance last week, but you were two and three, just like I was. You're not going to catch me, Tyler. I mean, I'm going to tell I mean, you right now. And I'm going to catch you, remember, like you saying, Bolt. Starts off slow, but finishes fast. Yeah, that's you're not who say Bolt, that, that, that's, that's what I'm going to do Tyler, you. Got a couple, you got a couple track and field medals. You're not going to You saying Bolt, not who saying Bolt. You saying Bolt. Lord of mercy. Tyler, you got a couple track medals, man. You're not you know, you saying More than that, no. Give me some credit. I got more than a couple. But anyways. Devontae Adams on the COVID list. If he doesn't play, the, the Packers really have no chance. He has more receiving yards and catches than the rest of the receiver core has combined mm-hmm. in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers looks his way all the time. And if he doesn't throw to Devontae Adams, he's probably just throwing the ball out of bounds. <laughs> so, Packers should have traded for Odell. Like, yeah. Like, yes, as soon as the, as soon as right. the COVID news came out. They should have got Odell for that for Aaron Rodgers Thursday night. But this Cardinals team, even though they're undefeated, they're not getting a lot of respect that they deserve right now. I think that they deserve a lot of more attention than they're getting. Best record since 1974. Tell I them to do some interviews. I, I do think that they are going to uh, improve to eight and zero, and that will be their uh, best start in franchise history. So I have the uh, Arizona Cardinals winning on Thursday Talking night. To you Cardinals PR undefeated Cardinals <laughs> getting no love in our podcast till all the way at the end. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> we had a bunch of talk. We gave Tyler the work as we usually do each and every week on It's a Football Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sabi What's that guy, Shakur, Shakur Stevenson? By, Shakur Stevenson came out, came out with the title here. And, uh, Josino, please don't ever wear that sweater again. I would really appreciate that. The Cincinnati Bengals sweater. Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> the Tony the Tiger. <laughs> See, now you can tell I've been having too much soda. That's <laughs> too much sugar. <laughs> That's all right. Y'all can make fun of my... Sweater, we were, we were okay. We were, because we were, I we am self deprecating, I can take jokes. Okay, <laughs> we love that. We love that about you, Josie and Tyler. Mm-hmm. We love that about you as well. I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. I'm gonna what? go cry in the car. Like, this was very, <laughs> I'm gonna pick the Chiefs <laughs> again. This was very damaging for me emotionally. This podcast, guys, thank mm. you so much for listening to It's a Football Podcast brought to you by USA Today Sports Plus. Download the USA Today Sports Plus app in your Apple Store, in your Google Play. We want you to fan harder with USA Today Sports Plus. Guys, thanks very much for tuning in, and check us out again next week. It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder. Sorry.